0: episode 128. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Erica Spicer. Erica Spicer, my niece. How are you, Erica? I'm doing good. This is Real Church Matters. We talk Real Church Matters because
1: Real, Real Church, Church Matters. Matter.
0: I'm so happy to have you with me. Um, This is the first one I've done in a, in a month, I month i think so i'm I'm very grateful but housekeeping first uh as always it's realchurchmatters.com i made it very easy go there you'll see everything you need to see if you're on itunes podcast you can subscribe there if you are listening other ways like spotify welcome and you can listen there i appreciate all the listeners on spotify you can throw me on to your um morning workout mix or your lunchtime groove mix and uh, yeah enjoy some word shout out to everybody that has been catching up since I haven't been doing new ones they've yeah. been catching up so uh, uh, Eric is all caught up we're going to talk about that in a second and uh, for those who give via Patreon or, or through the other portal on RealtrishMatters.com I appreciate you I thank you you don't know how much it means to actually uh have people support what you're doing and feel blessed by it enough that they want to help to keep it continuing and going i appreciate it uh as always it's obedience over audience
1: so since we have an audience so since
0: we have an audience let's get to it uh, so erica you went and, and went on a journey and decided to listen to the podcast and then i remember we were talking and you said uh oh, i don't want to listen to them out of order so i'm just kind of taking my time and going through them yeah and then like i think two weeks ago or a week ago a week ago, a week ago you text me say I, I caught up yep and i was great you, like text you back and ask you like what was your favorite ones what did you think And I was like That'd be a perfect podcast And I always wanted you To come back Because I enjoyed Our conversation before So with that being said Erica Tell me What are your impressions Of listening to 127 Episodes Of Forrest And various other people Including yourself Talking about the word What were some of your takeaways
1: Um I think that As the podcast Episodes have kind of like Progressed And moved on At first in the beginning, you added more scriptures into the podcast and then you started to kind of fray away from the scriptures Mm -hmm. and kind of talk about reality and real life situations and how God can really work in your life. And I think that the main like for me, the Uh main takeaway that I've taken from it is to really evaluate myself. And evaluate where my heart is at with God and my relationship with him. And it has really drawn me closer to him, these podcasts. They've shown me who he is more and more as I dig deeper in the word.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Is there some specific topics that uh, <laughs> stick with you? I, I love it this way. I didn't want to pre- wanted you to prepare. I not want you to go and grab episodes and stuff. Just anything that pops in your head that stood out. I really like it that way because, you know, the stuff that sticks is the good stuff.
1: Right. You know? I would have to say, I would have to say Labor Day, being a laborer, Uh and the Wise Master Builder one. Those are my two top. (laughs) And I remember them because those are my favorite.
0: Well, tell me about Labor Day. Refresh people.
1: Okay, to be a laborer is to do God's work mm-hmm. and to spread his word, no matter who it is. And like the word it said, that the laborers are few. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So why does that resonate with you so much?
1: Because um, as I go to school and as I go to like these different places, I'm always seen as, how could I put it? I'm always seen as, you know, Erica until people really get to talk to me and they kind of get to know me a little bit more. And they really see how God has like worked in my life and they start to ask questions and they see that I'm different. Yeah. And I just find it amazing that I'm able to share it, share it with like my peers and even like family members because a lot of people, they don't, they don't understand how far I've grown yeah. in my faith and how far I've grown in God. And so when I actually talk to them, yeah. it starts to you know like kind of show.
0: I think it's so cool because, like, you're at an age where I was thinking a whole different way at your age. But to understand, like, hey, I got a job. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the whole thing that when I was younger was, like, everybody wanted a job, whether it was a summer job or something, because we wanted money. And I think that one of the weirdest things about Labor Day is, like, waking Christians up to the reality that Your relationship with God comes with a job, comes with a job. It's one that you should be just excited about, just as excited about. As as much as you you are excited about the fact that your soul is saved Uh and you're not going to hell, whatever that means, because it's still, it means something, but I don't think we understand or grasp the reality of what it means yet. And I I, I think it's one of God's mysteries. We won't understand it. So when we say hell, we have nothing to connect it to. We don't know what it's going to be. We have been taught because of the scriptures and the usage of certain words. So you hear things like lake of fire and things. So we try to, in our our best human understanding, connect ourselves to what hell could be. But we have no clue what hell or heaven could be. And there's so much of being a Christian that we can Experience and grasp right now, yeah, a lot most of Christianity is has less to do about the hereafter experience and much to do with the here and now
1: what we do now, yeah. what we do
0: right now, like I think that you come into that understanding of oh, I have a job, I'm a laborer, people know me as Erica, they don't understand that Erica comes with a job, yeah. Just a purpose You learn that now Is amazing And can take you a long way Especially in God Because I think that A lot of people Miss out on that That part of us Really having a job And having a purpose But you being Fifteen Fifteen And Jesus being Thirteen And his parents wanted to know What he was doing And he was about His father's, father's business. business He understood he had a job he had a he had a job and that's what labor day was about and i'm glad it resonated with you because those type of messages number one the podcast in general uh it's very niche
1: mm-hmm. i was about
0: to say niche but it's niche it's very niche in the sense that even though there's a wide market of christians there's not a wide market of christians who seek to be disciples yeah and ultimately That's the feud that the Bible is talking about And Nowadays when I talk to people Especially I talk to Christians I talk to a lot of Christians I don't really talk to a lot of non-Christians Right Uh, Just because I I work for myself I'm not really around a lot of people all the time Most of the people I'm around Are self-proclaimed, professed Christians And I say that because They may see themselves Or identify as Christian But ultimately our identity isn't connected with what we see, it's what God sees. Mm. And what God identifies us as is different than what we identify ourselves as. Yeah. So it's funny because you'll hear all this talk about transgenders and people who are um, of questionable identities and they get upset at you calling them he or her. And they say, I don't want to be a he or her. You're supposed to refer to me as them. And, and this type of stuff I don't know if you've Heard of that stuff Yeah I have gets it, getting that crazy That seems
1: even worse To me Yeah, yeah.
0: Saying them but. but it's like They really Are very particular About how They view themselves and They want others To identify In the way They identify themselves But we don't get To tell God Who we are And Christians Tend to At this stage Of the game Like to tell God What type of Christian They're going to be Right and ultimately, I think that that's where you had Jesus in the scriptures. He that he was telling the people to, to let's go. And the one guy said, I have to go bury my father. He was telling Jesus what type of Christian he was going to be. He was telling him how he was willing to engage with Christ. He was saying, I'm cool with hanging with you. I'm cool with paying attention to you, listening to you. I'm cool with learning about you and, and watching you do miracles. But when it comes to... When it comes to my father and burying my father, I make this exception. You know what I'm saying? like? Yeah,
1: but I think that also goes along with being in a marriage with God.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and loving him the way that he loves us.
0: It, and understanding he, he, he has created love, so he knows it inside and out while we are still discovering love every day. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out. I, I literally just had an epiphany when I was away. About uh, love Did help me a little further But one of the realities of it Is that I, I cannot avoid Engaging with people There are people that I have to engage with There's right. no way around it Right. So in the midst of engaging with them I have to make sure that I am not being overwhelmed by them But I am able to Overwhelm them I have to always be in a place Where I can have Authority Not over people but over people's control of me. Mm. If I'm in a relationship with somebody and what they say or do affects me in a way that causes me not to be affected by God's word, I have misappropriated that relationship. Yeah, And that's part of the labor thing. It's like Erica is such a sweet 15-year-old. She she's She's mild. She's timid. And you're like, hey, but you don't know me. Yeah. And you that's so cool to me because you identify by who God called you to be more than you identify by who others see you to be,
1: and that's exactly what people you know view me as timid and small, still the same Erica that doesn't say much. yeah, that's always holding on or near her parents. these people still see me that way, but then when they actually talk to me and actually. Get to know what you know God is really that God has really changed my life and yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's something you're 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 always going to deal with yeah because beyond people just are seeing you as oh that's little Erica then it turns into oh that's Erica and that's a woman mm. and I don't want to deal I don't want to hear what she has to say she doesn't she can't tell me what to do she's she's just a person. But reality is, as laborers, we have that same job as young Jesus. Yeah, we have the job to open our mouths and share the word of God. It don't get much deeper than that. It's pretty simple, but that simple thing is so hard for people because they don't understand that labor isn't an option. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, not, it's not an optional thing. It's not like uh, I was I was away for work and. They was like, "Hey, everybody's getting together for a team meeting dinner," and she said, "You don't have to come. Well, we can discuss the details of the meeting, but we did want to ha- have everybody come together." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "You're confusing me. Do you want everybody to come for the meeting and eating, or do you? Is it optional? Because right. if it's optional, I'd rather go to my hotel yeah. and just you know prepare for the next work day." She said, well, it's optional, but we are going to discuss." you know what i'm saying like it's that weird thing it's like we we don't we're never being made clear as to what a christian is Mm -hmm. so everybody's like hey erica you can serve god you you can't drink smoke have sex run the streets and curse and what about sharing the word well you know you can share the word you don't have to share the word If you so choose to It's like You can share it, But God really does the work He gives the increase so You don't have to mm-hmm. So it's not like Your words are really Going to matter to people You can share them And it's nice But people will agree To disagree That That's a lot of vagueness mm-hmm. That's not what The scriptures tell me Scripture mm-hmm. says That the harvest is ripe But the laborers are few mm-hmm. And it is not up for us This is not a preference It's not an optional thing you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is what you have to do. It's not like getting on a plane and they say, since you're sitting near the exits, that you have to be responsible for opening the exit in the case of emergency. Mm-hmm. And they t- the, the store just turned to the people and said, since you're sitting here, if you can't do that for us, if you, in the case of emergency, we can't count on you to open the door. Tell us now so we can get somebody else in your seat. Yeah, Because we need that. It's not optional. You can't. You get what I'm saying? It's necessary. So if you tell me you can't do it, get out your seat.
1: Yeah.
0: We'll find you another seat. Because somebody who's qualified and willing and able needs to be in that seat. Mm. And that's how I feel about Christians. It's not optional. God is telling you to do something. And you're like, well, I don't know. I, I really can't do it. I'm just 15 years old. I don't know. I'm not know i am I'm not really learned I haven't I just I'm new to the faith Or I, I, I I'm not called to be a man How you know what you called to be? I want to know where, Where's this, this list? I know That everybody <laughs> This casting call That everybody's looking on And they know what part They're supposed to play My part in God And in the kingdom Has changed over the years It's constantly changing Everybody just wants to be like a Pokemon. Like, I want to know my powers, and then that's it. And they're like, That's Erica, the prophesier. And she's like, Prophesy. You know? No, that's that's not. A believer is at the mercy of God. And whatever he calls us to do, do, we do. That's a labor. That went from teaching the youth, rapping with the youth, singing praise and worship with the youth, sharing and loving on young people to. Teaching adults Teaching adult Bible study Teaching discipleship class To not teaching none of that To just preaching To doing a podcast To doing a podcast and preaching Hmm. To writing To just sending people messages To whatever God has me to do There are people in my life That were in my life That aren't in my life anymore Some of them might even be listening to this We probably talked every day And then we didn't
1: Because you weren't in control of it. I ain't in control of it.
0: It's God. Yeah, definitely. This is a path of journey. Hopefully they took something away from it. But if they were so thirsty for my attention and my engagement, they missed what I was in their life for. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there's no going back.
1: Yeah.
0: But we working. Working. And if we ain't going to work, God got to get us out the seat. Yeah. Because what's the, the biggest thing that... um. What the biggest thing that Jesus said that people miss is He said when we do get to heaven, whatever heaven looked like, He said people going to say, "Lord, Lord, I've done so much in Your name," and He's going to say, "Depart from me, you worker of iniquity." Some important parts of this, and I don't know if I shared this in the labor thing, but I didn't realize. Like I'm really like enjoying this right now. But go <laughs> ahead, here we go. So. Number one We have to pay attention To who he was addressing He was addressing a person Who did all the things That we would equivocate To being Christian Right They said they healed the sick They fed folks They did the work of God He told that person Who was doing the work of God That they were a worker of iniquity
1: Your heart was far from them
0: Exactly We don't even know the real work Mm -hmm. We don't know the real labor We miss the real labor The real labor is your heart The person who keeps their heart clean Is actually working Because they're actually fit for the work I don't care if it's the world's best surgeon If he doesn't keep himself sanitary If he doesn't keep a, a sterile environment Clean of all impurity. He is not fit to work And even if he does a good job He could leave something there That can contaminate All the efforts he made yeah. Oh this is good Yeah. This is good stuff <laughs> There's so many people That you're going to see in, in your life And in your passing They're going to look like me They're going to look like They're doing the work They're going to look like They're busy for the Lord But at the end of the day The Bible says that We need to be men and women Of clean hands and a pure heart. Yeah. Clean hands and a pure heart allow us to work without making people sick. Allow after we done doing the work, we come away knowing that we didn't just do the work of our hands, but we did the work of our hearts. Our hearts yeah.
1: ah. That's why that's why I said I this year I really evaluated myself because I was I well, I felt like I was in a relationship with God, and it was the right one. It was the so-called Christian, like right one. Yeah, yeah. But then when I evaluated myself and I said, "This is not how God should be treated," and I, I felt like overwhelmed with sadness. Yeah, with past things. And but where did things-
0: where did this this understanding come from? Because this is a good. This is good. Yeah. What 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 brought that on? You feel like it was things you heard.
1: The sadness or... No, the the,
0: the realization oh. of that your relationship or your engagement with God wasn't suitable for him, though it suited you just fine.
1: Yeah. Um, the way that I interacted with people around me, mm-hmm. especially my parents, mm-hmm. and the way that I kind of like thought and reacted to things that happened. Yeah, yeah. And the other, pe- other things people said to me.
0: Right. Yeah. And what... Helped you to understand those were, those were wrong Was it something you just felt? What, what, what do you feel changed? Because it, it was a way that you were right, And then at one point you were fine with how you were Then all of a sudden you wasn't fine with how you were Tell, tell the people, how it does was, that it happen? Was,
1: it was the word The more what? that I heard the word The more that I um, saw people around me like you And my mom and, you know, granny, the more that I saw and heard them preach the word of our relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. And, like, not allowing sadness, which sadness comes from, you know, sin. That's also sin, being Uh-oh. sad. Can
0: we we can we stop there for a second? Yeah. <laughs> you, you just knocked me on my back for a second. <laughs> can we talk about that? I, I, can we talk about that? I think I did a podcast about-
1: Why you so sad?
0: Why are you so sad Right mm-hmm. tell, tell, tell me some more about <laughs> Why you say sadness is a sin Because there's um, some people who Very I'm going to tell you this mm-hmm. they've, They will tell you That they're Christian They will tell you That they love the Lord
1: Right But
0: they are very much Comfortable in sadness Yeah So it's tell Not a
1: good place Not a
0: good place t- tell, me, tell, me, tell me why um, you, you look at it as sin um, not just as bad, but right. not just you shouldn't be sad. But you look at it as sin. Help me
1: because of what it produces. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't produce anything good. I know that word "good" is kind of used, so you know it's so used. Much. For we gonna
0: yeah. make it. We 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 reclaim words. This yeah. is a this is a safe place for words.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't produce anything good. Anything good. that anything that takes you away from God and his presence and what he wants from you and it draws you you more to this world, that's sin to me. That's sadness.
0: Because here's the thing. Anything that derives, when we say good, we're talking about the person who first used the word. Mm -hmm. See, you know what I'm saying? Like when a new word is introduced, it is called slang. Yeah. Because the only difference between slang and words that are in the accepted lexicon is time many words we don't even realize that we consider to be words in vernacular are actually slang that turned acceptable through normal usage and time yeah so there were, there's a lot of words like that but the first person to use good according to the scriptures not historically but scripturally was god it
1: was god yeah
0: he looked and he said it was good so, whatever good means, I rather know what it means to God. So, when someone says good, the only thing that matters is what their opinion or understanding of good is. I could say something looks ugly, and another person can say it looks good. Beauty is truly in the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Good is truly in the eyes of the creator. Whatever God deems is good is good. So when we say If sadness doesn't produce anything good in your life We're talking about the good that pleases God Right Not the good that pleases anybody else And I know a lot of people say Well that's clearly it's not good to the person that's sad That's where we're wrong Sadness derives pleasure Does Yeah I don't think people realize that though But take it from a person who enjoyed his sad place he enjoyed his solitude, his sadness, his loneliness.
1: Playing the victim. That, for me, he enjoyed his victim.
0: victim. He jo- I enjoyed my victimhood mm-hmm. as well. I enjoyed f- being hurt because when I stayed in a place of hurt, I wasn't disappointed. When I got myself happy is when people disappointed me. Mm-hmm. So I stopped allowing myself to have hope. So you get where I'm going yeah. with this? I removed hope from my life because I was I didn't realize there's nothing wrong with hope. It was what I was hoping in. But I get blamed it all on hope. We nasty like that. So I'm hoping in things that just please me. And when they didn't work out, I said, what's the use in hoping? No, don't throw away hope. Keep that. Right. But hope in something greater than your pleasure. Yeah. But that's the problem. When we can't have hope in what we want, we throw hope away. And attach ourselves to sadness
1: We feel like we're a lost cause
0: <laughs> Sis, we just broke down depression Wow That's depression And for the people that's listening to this They may not understand it They may still be thinking like You know, it's seasonal depression Or depression runs in my family What runs in your family Is what ran in the family From the beginning of the time mm. Is a desire to please oneself that's why Satan was able to lure Eve into taking part in something she should not have taken part in because he played to her desire to have what she could not. Yeah. When she, we use that hopefulness in the wrong way, it allows the wolf or the deceiver to deceive. And he does often because people have hope. They don't have hope in God. Yeah. They're hope in money hoping self hope in other people was so nasty that's why you've seen that effective the, the way that it affected you and how you dealt with your parents mm-hmm. you had an expectation of them you didn't have an expectation of God yeah. you had hope in them you had no hope in God you th- you think that it's nothing wrong in hoping having hope in your parents until you realize those people will take a little needle and pop your hope. And you'll be sitting there with your busted hope looking and saying, why did I ever trust them? Why did I ever depend on them? Why did I ever hope in them? And people will constantly tell you, well, just because somebody messed up, that don't, don't lose hope in people. No, lose hope in people. Really, though. Once I lost hope, you know, the biggest person that ever let me down, you want to know who that was?
1: Who?
0: Me. I lost hope in myself. That's what led me to about 10, a decade of depression. That was my 20s. I had so much hope in myself. I had so much confidence in myself. I thought I was the smartest thing in the world. I thought I could do anything I put my mind to until I realized in the world that a lot of things that I need to do, I need other people to do them. And if they don't do what I want them to do, then what I want to do, no matter how desperately I want it, or how determined I am to get it, it is now out of my hands. Mm. That broke the heart of an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid who thought he knew everything. Yeah. Thought he had his whole future planned out. And that was, all it was was hope. And because I lost hope in myself, I threw hope away. Not realizing hope wasn't broke. It was what I was using my hope in. And-
1: And what it needs to be directed to.
0: It needs to be directed to God. So it took me ten years. That's why it's so awesome listening to you at fifteen. It took me thirty. Took me double your life. (laughs) Look at think of all the life you've lived so far. (laughs) It took me that times two to get to the point I am to understand it. Hope ain't broke. Right. Hope was put in a broke person. And that's nasty. And that's where my depression came from. I'm sitting here sitting in front of my family telling them how I want to kill myself, telling them all this stuff. This I'm not making light of it. I'm, not, I'm actually showing you how dastardly evil it is. That yeah. such simple, insignificant things can shift the nature of a person mm-hmm. to be destroyed, utterly destroyed. Yeah. Cause during that 10 years, that boy was working in that church. I was ordained a minister at 23. So, at least in a documented sense There was seven years of my life That I just was working in the church But I was a worker of iniquity Why? Because I ain't had no hope in God I had no hope in God I was, And because of how I felt The church became a sanctuary for me But that's not what church is for, for the Church is supposed to be a place for discipleship yeah. Church is supposed to be a place to be disciple And to dis- disciple others Church is not a sanctuary. There's not one time in the Bible where it says, hey, those of you who are sad, come not to, to church sanctuary. and we'll make you feel better. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, mm-hmm. burdened, and I will give you rest for your soul. I- <laughs> I'm sorry. I get excited. <laughs>
1: no,
0: I was looking for everything but rest for my soul. I was looking for rest from the frustrations of life. I was looking for rest from my fi- financial disparities. I was looking for rest from things not going my way.
1: Yeah.
0: I wasn't looking for rest for my soul. I actually didn't care about my soul. Actually, I devalued my soul so much that when Jesus asked what will a man exchange for his soul, my answer was that it was anything. Because I wanted so much that I was willing to give up the thing that I found no value in.
1: Yeah.
0: I found no value in the spirit. I found no value in my soul. I was willing to sell my soul for what could make me happy.
1: And— In the very place, you know, that God will put you, it'll be that very place where you find your sadness in.
0: And it should be
1: the place that you should find gladness in because God has put you there for a reason.
0: I know, but you can't see it. Yeah. Can't see it. You said it so eloquently, but you can't see it. He put me there to put me right smack dab with these kids, put me in a church to allow me to help people. And I was, I resented all of it. I hated all of it. I didn't understand why I would be doing all of this to try to get God to do right by me. But I wasn't doing it because I wanted to please God. Yeah. I felt like I was making a trade. I was like, well, serving myself ain't did me nothing. So I'm going to serve you and hopefully that does me something.
1: See where it gets me. <laughs> See where it
0: gets me. That's the sad part. Sad part. That's mm-hmm. why when... Those two disciples, the sons of Zebedee, mm-hmm. they uh, and I, I, I reference scriptures. Don't don't worry. They, I, I don't. Don't worry about the address. You get right. the stories are good. You go back later and be search sons of mm-hmm. Zebedee and all that. But he he looked at them, at Jesus, and they say, "Which one of us is the greatest?" But he Jesus is looking like man. I mean, none of y'all are great. He grabbed a kid and he said, "This is." This is the greatest, the least. They're the greatest because we're here for them. But these men couldn't see what they were here for because they thought they were here for them. They thought Jesus was there for them. Wow. Jesus ain't here for us. He' not. There's a, there's a pastor, Joel, and he he's talking about how God smiles on, on us when we're prospered and doing good in our careers. I saw that. He doesn't understand. This this truth, this understanding that your idea the, your idea of, of prospering, number one, it's not universal. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There is no universal prosperity. So, what one engages in as prosperity to him is not the same. I was it's case in point because I sound like I'm talking in the circles. I was in an Uber this African guy shout out to Sam he was driving me home I usually put don't talk to me you can put mm-hmm. that on the app so they really can, yeah yeah you can actually put it now. there you can preference <laughs> you can preference quiet and then you get to drive and people don't run their mouth oh but this time I was like uh cause I always feel weird about it anyway cause it's like <sighs> you know you're telling somebody to be quiet like, <laughs> It doesn't hurt to have a conversation sometimes. So, this time I felt bad about it. I was like, no, I'm just going to put no preference. So, I'm sitting in the car and he's talking. And he said, was talking about, I was telling him about my business and stuff. And he's like, man, like living in this country is so expensive. He's Mm -hmm. like, to buy a nice home, you need half a million dollars. And he was like, in Africa, if you if you had five thousand dollars, that'd get you a nice house. Wow! And he was telling me about this house, and I was like, five thousand dollars for a nice house? He's like, yeah, it looked like these. And he's just going to town. Then he started saying things that don't really connect with me. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, and these houses they're in a circle, and in the middle is a bathroom for that all the houses share. Hmm. He said we all they all share the same cooking area and same bathroom. He said in the houses there's no Closets, there's no toilets, oh. there's no kitchen. you share the the bathroom in the middle of the commune, and you share a cooking area,
1: oh wow, and
0: I said, well, you know well you get what you pay for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like it, everything it, you know what <laughs> I'm saying like it's not all the things, so while you may only need five thousand dollars, I'd rather have this half a million dollar house. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we don't think of the way Americans think of things. And what I was saying that I'm saying that to say is like we understand prosperity in a different way than other people do. Other people have less than us and feel like they are prospered. Yeah. While if we can't have excess, we feel unprospered. If I don't have enough money for a Hulu account, a Disney Plus account, a Netflix account, a Spotify account, an Apple Music account. You know what I'm saying? With so, so much, it's subscriptionation. We're so mm-hmm. saturated with subscriptions. I literally listed off about two hundred dollars worth of subscriptions right there. That's on top of whatever else you need. We need all this stuff. If we can't have any of the excess, we're upset.
1: Not satisfied. We're not
0: satisfied. Apple, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's hard for people to understand that the reality is. Is that God wants us to prosper, but his idea of prosper really needs to be evaluated by relationship. Mm -hmm. It's like when you go to the restaurants, the fancy ones, they don't put the price. Yeah. (laughs) It'll just say market price. So it's letting you know, if you order this, you getting it for whatever it costs us and, and some more but it it varies per day mm. i'm if I'm watching my money, I'm not living in that sea market price area I'm living in the where's the mills that have the price. I can't have no surprise like i got I know I have limited funds. If I can't indulge, then I feel like I'm not prospering yeah. that's the nastiness of his perspective on that is that God is prospering us. Just by the fact that he has given me another day. Guess what he gave me this new day to do? His will? His will. He also gave me this new day to work. If I don't work, I don't eat. Right. My prospering is not to my punishment. We have been cursed to work by the sweat of our brows. I am not prospered because I make money. I made money because I worked. I prosper because no matter what, I do, no matter what I earn, I yield that to my obedience to God. And that means that it is prospered because it is blessed and approved and find God finds pleasure in what I do. That's my understanding Though I tell everybody, including you, when you hear these words like prosperity, mm-hmm. success, failure, do we really seek God and understand what that means for us? It's different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's different. And I, I think that messes people up too. It's like they look at the disparities. Like you look and see a, a person that say they love the Lord and they broke. And you see a person who say they love the Lord and they successful. Then you see a person who don't care nothing about God. and He a billionaire. right? You're like, this don't add up. That's because you're using a calculator. Mm. You can't calculate God's blessings. You can't send God's blessings to an account. You can't use addition to create God's blessings. You can't. It's just not going to look good on spreadsheet. You know what I'm saying? Quicken can't calculate what God has done in your life. And if you think he can, you got another thing coming. That's what is sadly mistaken about that pastor and many pastors mm-hmm. Because they look at your wealth on this earth As your God plead, being pleased with you He's like, look at me I have all of this stuff God is happy and Is he? Yeah,
1: and it's crazy because these are so-called Christians
0: These are Christians
1: <laughs> And they're looking at These are, these are Christians
0: who don't understand The God that they are talking about Is so focused on you being rich also said it is impossible for a, a rich, rich man,
1: man make it into heaven. to make
0: it into heaven like a camel through the eye of a needle. Mm-hmm. Now, it's already hard. Why would God complicate your journey back to him, which is his whole mission, by putting money in your face? <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I feel like whatever money you get, I'm so happy for you because I look at it as you must be equipped. For the journey and the work and the discipline it takes to have that much money, right? That's what I look at it as, and I look at it as if I if that amount of money never sees me,
1: I'm not equipped.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't for my path. Yeah, and I must not have been equipped to use it to His glory. I look at it that way. I don't look at it as God's happiness or displeasure with me. Is never going to be correlated with my bank account. His happiness and pleasure, he don't need to rain money for me to know he pleased with me. All I got to do is read his word. He he makes it very clear. My mom said that this morning Mm -hmm. in morning prayer. She said he he made it very clear to us. He laid out very clearly what a believer looks like because we could get so busy in this world we forget. Mm. If we do. And she was quoting the scripture where it says, uh, these signs follow them that believe. He didn't say dollar signs. He said these signs. And so that's the type of things that we have to pay attention to because prosperity is tricky. It's a tricky thing when yeah. people are talking about physical human things. Mm-hmm. Just like I was thinking about you know, the fact that when we die, we create a whole new address For a dead body Right And the grave Yeah we, we create a whole new address And it's like We These Christians are Kind of contradictory In that way It's like you're going And visiting grave sites For something You clearly know By your faith And your yeah. belief In the scripture That that is not a person No more Yeah That they're gone They're gone That's, that's like an eggshell The yoke is gone you don't see people digging around buying eggshells. We don't buy eggshells. Mm-hmm. We buy eggs that are uncracked yeah. because we want what's in the egg. My yolk, which is my spirit, mm-hmm. is gone. If y'all don't burn this body up and spread these ashes back in the dirt and put it back where it belongs, you don't don't make no box and make a dress for people to come and visit. Don't give me no headstone. That stuff is nasty.
1: Yeah, when I was younger, I used to kind of think about that. Like, I used to ask other, like, adults, like, why don't you go visit this person on the grave? Why don't you go put flowers on it? Yeah. And I never really understood that. What is the purpose in doing that,
0: you I, know? I, I, I was very much connected to that, too. But memorializing a person by visiting something that is not them, and that's part of our problem. Yeah. Is that we look at this flesh and see it as us And that goes against everything Jesus was doing Right That's why he moved the way he moved He He understood this is just flesh mm-hmm. He understood that the part that really matters to God Is what's in there Yeah So why would God dress up an eggshell? That's what I'm getting back to my prospering thing Okay Why would God dress up an eggshell? When he really cares about the yoke Right Right you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: We need things on this earth, but that's why he gave us the ability to tend to those things. Tend to your shell mm-hmm. and also tend to your yoke. But God cares about the yoke. Mm-hmm. But don't get it twisted. He will crack an egg. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that this is part of us missing the realities of things. Mm-hmm. And, and now all of this ties in with labor. I I thought that we would end up getting to all of the various things, but just just that one thing that Labor Day is so important. And then I don't even know how we got into prosper. How did we get into prosper? Um,
1: because we said the very thing that you find sadness and happiness in oh, is yeah, God blessing yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That blessing. sadness yeah. stuff is
0: it's crazy, but that that. The, the, <sighs> I, I wanted to share that just because when we te- things tend to not go our way. Right. We tend to try to find a reason for it. The, a lot of the folklore and the, the mythologies that came from living on this earth is because people tried to figure out why things were. Mm-hmm. So, like, they started doing rain dances because they thought if they danced, that would affect the rain. Like, people just have, since the beginning of time, we've had a very much of a, a connection to... That somehow we play a part in what God does. Yeah. We are a part of God's plan, but we do not influence his plan.
1: Right. We don't.
0: We don't. <laughs> God has used people who are disobedient as a part of his plan. And he used people who are. He said the, "He it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Yeah. He does as he pleases. All to his plan. No all matter how
1: boring. bad we beg, no matter how... That we cry. He's not going to change this way, No matter so. how
0: good you are. He is yeah. not Santa Claus. He is not <laughs> sitting around making a note and checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. That's not God. God is on a mission to reclaim people back to him. He knows it's a suicide mission. That's why He sent his son. Yeah. He understands that in the end, it says very few will make it in. I'm just trying to make sure I'm one of the few. I know you're trying to make sure you want to Because of, of what, and, and this is why I love to talk about the hereafter. But the here and now is so important because we can have a quality of life right now. I might not ever be rich, but I'm not the person I was. God has prospered me by helping my mind.
1: That's enough. That's, That's enough. Because enough. Yes, that there's people
0: enough. who are spending millions Millions Erica To try to fix a, a heart That's unfixable By modern medicine Millions trying to fix a depression That's unfixable By modern medicine Superstars People, you, people thinking I'll be happy if I have a million dollars And a man who had multi-million dollars killed himself
1: yeah. It happens often
0: Happens often Why? Why in the world is this? Because it's deeper. It's deeper. And that's why we do the podcast. Do the podcast to share words that make people think. Yeah. To give them something you can't buy. This is, this is the stuff money can't buy. It made me think. Definitely. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah. To, to be able to know that you listen to the podcast and some of those words help to change the way you see the world. Mm-hmm. Help to change the way you see yourself. Help to change the way you see others, help to change the way you see God. Yes. That's priceless. It really is. And it's a blessing that I had a part to play in that. Just by being obedient, cutting on a few microphones. Well, before I cut them on, purchasing a few microphones. But cutting on a laptop and pressing record. Sometimes it might take an hour, two hours of my time, but this is amazing yeah. that you can do something so small. And I'm in, trying to encourage you here to let you know, like, it don't have to look a, amazing. It have to look extravagant. Everybody who listening know they are partly one of about tens of people who listen to this. I'm not getting, I don't have a hundred listeners. Mm-hmm. I don't have 200. I don't have nowhere close. I got a good 40, 50 people who pay attention and listen to the podcast. And in a world that has 7 billion people in it, some might say 50 is harrowingly depressing and not worth the time. But that's 50 people who get to hear something and possibly change the way they think. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly change the way They think about God It don't need to net me anything Every dime that anybody Has ever given Has gone to making The podcast A better product
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Making it so it can Sound the best that it can Best quality Best quality And it can be comparable Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying I've I I just operate In the integrity of that Uh, I'm saying that to say As we close out No I'm not done With the podcast For everybody that's been asking, and this is not my farewell uh, episode. (laughs) No, uh, if anything, I'm just beginning. And the reason I can't stop and I won't is because I'm obedient. And when it's time to stop, I will. But I don't see it stopping no time soon. And I'm so grateful that... You got a chance to just make an impact in people's lives because you can't be everywhere, so the fact that you was even able at your own pace and at your own time go back and listen to these yeah you know what I'm saying some people may think that it's uh they some people think weird so they they look in a boastful way at at you listening to yourself, but I listen to myself a lot mm-hmm. i literally i just preached a three-part message uh, about relationships and marriage. I have probably listened to it about 25 times. (laughs) All three of them. I go through, start from the beginning again, and I've been breaking them down because I'm still learning from it. I'm, I'm still hearing other things. From hearing myself, I hear God sharing even more with me. And that's what I do. I for you those of you who want to listen to other pastors, that's fine. I listen to myself. I just feel like I'm prospered in that way. When I want to listen to good music that uplifts me, uplifts me, I listen to the music God gave me to create. <laughs> I, I mean, shout out to everybody else to make music. I listen to myself. When I when I want to be encouraged, I cut on a message that God get graced me to preach. I listen to myself. I occasionally listen to other people, but I'm very particular. I'm, I'm a finicky eater when it comes to the bread of life. It needs to be whole bread. Yes. Whole grain. Some people, they add adding a little bit of extra stuff to the, to the bread, and it don't taste the same.
1: That's the reason why you can listen to yourself. Because you Absolutely. know it's God's Spirit living through you.
0: Absolutely. And I can listen back, and when I hear a little of me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm very disappointed. But preaching is different than podcasts, and podcasts, I enjoy having these conversations. Erica, please tell me you'll come back.
1: I'll come back.
0: It's not that hard. You're, I'll come good. Back. you're good. You're good? Yes. I We didn't even touch on all of them, so you might have to come back soon. Okay. And, and I guess this time, yeah, jot down a few of the other things mm-hmm. that you caught. But.
1: I enjoy myself I always do. well yeah. I've only been on it
0: two times but we, 2020 I'm, we changing that you're yeah. going to be on quite a lot okay Okay. so so be ready to talk I, you're already confident I can see the quiet reassured confidence you have and I love the fact that at your age you can share the word mm-hmm. but we can, we're going to do a lot more talk alright okay that's episode 128 long overdue But right on time, shout out to everybody that listen. I love you. The way that I show you I love you is by being obedient to God. I know that love doesn't feel like the other love does. But this love lasts longer than that love. (laughs) I'm Forrest. This is Erica Spicer. This is Real Church Matters. God bless.